Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me as always is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, the Winnipeg Boys Choir was founded in 1925 and is still performing strong today. We'll speak with two members of the choir and their choir manager to learn about their history and how the choir helps shape these boys into young men. Then we'll speak with Sharon Evans, chair of the Bear Essentials Fashion Show and Dinner in support of the Children's Hospital Foundation of Canada. She'll tell us about what to expect for this great event and how you can get your tickets. We'll also learn about Fast Pitch 2019. The fourth annual Fast Pitch competition is taking place in the new year and applications are now open for this year's batch of competitors and coaches. Jennifer Partridge from the Winnipeg Foundation will be joining us to tell us all about it. And finally, we'll speak with Mercy Aluafemi. She's the MC and panelist at today's Youth in Philanthropy Fall Conference. We're going to find out a little bit more about the conference and about her past experiences with YIP and with SIP, the Summer Internship Program. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Hello and welcome to RC360. It's Nolan here. It's Robert there. Happy Thanksgiving, sir. How was your weekend? And a happy Thanksgiving to you well, as thank well. Thank you so much. Um, it was really good. It was nice to spend some quality time with family and friends. Always um, good. A lot of dinners, but (laughs) nonetheless, it was, uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, A nice little, a nice little break. How about you? Uh, Yeah, my belt has definitely got one extra size bigger than what I started the weekend with. So uh, that's pretty good. It was my birthday on Monday, so that's always fun too. And happy birthday. Thank you. One year older, one year almost wiser, I'd say. Depends on who you ask, if I'm wiser or not, I suppose, but... It's been good. Yeah, a great weekend with family, friends, food, and and a lot of good times for sure. Um, today's show is a lot of good times as well. We've got, uh, we're going to be talking about the Winnipeg Boys Choir. We're going to be talking about a pretty cool fashion show and dinner called the Bear Essentials, B-E-A-R Essentials, not B-A-R-E Essentials. Got to get that one right. Uh, we're going to learn more about Fast Pitch and then uh, your conversation with Mercy from uh, the Youth in Philanthropy Conference. So, a lot of show to get to, but we always start things off with some music. So uh, what should we play for the folks today, Robert? Well, our first uh, story today uh, focuses on the Winnipeg Boys Choir. So we're going to play the Spitfire Band with Sing, Sing, Sing right here on River City 360. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. That was Sing, Sing, Sing by the Spitfire Band. And another group that likes to sing, sing, sing is the Winnipeg Boys Choir. And uh, we were on location at the 10th Annual Legacy Circle Luncheon that was put on by the Winnipeg Foundation last week. And one of the highlights of the event was a great performance by that same Winnipeg Boys Choir. Uh, They sang a few songs and then sat down with us for a little chat uh, to talk about what makes the choir special, as well as some of the upcoming performances that you can get on your calendar today. Jordy Hasker Care, and I'm a baritone in the Winnipeg Boys Choir. And Nicholas Latardi, and I'm also a baritone in the choir. I'm Nicholas Bassoff, and I'm the choir manager. What's it like singing in the Winnipeg Boys Choir? Uh, it's a really great experience. Like you're around people that you really enjoy being around, and you're doing something you love, so it's awesome. I'd say sort of the same that it's a really good experience to grow and to learn as a singer, especially with our uh, directors, Mr. Duncanson and Carolyn, uh, and just to improve as a singer and to really have a good good sense of community. So what makes the Winnipeg Boys Choir such a special uh, thing that's put together here, Nicola? The choir's been around since 1925, which is pretty amazing. We think it's probably the oldest freestanding boys' choir, maybe children's choir in the country, maybe the continent. Uh, that is a maybe, but uh, I haven't heard of one that's that's older. Um, we have a, a really wonderful group of kids. We make a we make a major effort to combine um, fun and companionship with hard work and accomplishment. So. Um, we're really looking at at doing a wonderful musical job, but doing it with joy. What are uh, some really noteworthy performances that you guys have participated in, and, and where have you sang before? Uh, a couple of years ago, we were in Ottawa for uh, the sesquicentennial of Canada's 150th as part of Unisong as a mass choir. So we learned uh, lots of Canadian repertoire, eight songs or so, I believe, and had a free concert for everyone to come out on uh, Canada Day and to just take part. Every year we do our own Christmas and spring concerts at Crescent Fort Rouge United Church and I, I think I can say more or less every year the choir is invited to participate in some kind of concert or event with another Um, either choir or other musical organizations. So they've sung repeatedly with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. They've sung with the Royal Winnipeg Ballet and uh, various excellent choirs in the city. The Winnipeg Philharmonic Choir, Camerata Nova this year. They'll be singing with Camerata Nova at the beginning of November. Um, Canzona a few years ago. Um, It's a a really, there's a wide variety of opportunities. changed as young men since you joined the choir obviously probably a little more discipline a little more maturity but how have you guys uh, changed uh well i joined when i was in grade two so about 10 years ago now so i've been here for quite a long time so i'd say i don't know it's really brought my level of singing up and um 
it's I'm really close with like both the directors now so it's just like a nice kind of companionship I guess and uh, I feel it's just like a really way good way to kind of grow up with singing I guess um, I've been in the choir since 2012 so for about six years now um, it really helped because when I joined uh, I was still a treble and so about my second year and my voice started to change and by that point, we'd had the uh, senior ensemble that changed voices set up. So it was uh, really helpful just to have that uh, to help me work my way through and continue to work my way through my voice change and going towards uh, baritone from the treble range. Uh, and just, again, that sense of community and, and having lots of friends like Jordy here and others and talking to the directors and Nicola and everyone and having a good time. So Nicola, what's it like seeing the transition from boys to men, basically, with all these young uh, gentlemen? Basically, it makes me cry every year. Um, it's, a, it's a really wonderful thing. It makes me sort of understand how it is for teachers, except that I get to see them from, well, in the case of Jordy, he was, he was a really little boy when I first met him, and now he's practically a man. And um, both of these guys, you know, I, I could see the tops of their heads when they joined, and now they can see the top of my head. It's a wonderful thing. My son sang in the choir for uh, nine years. Uh, he, he graduated, he aged out in 2018. And um, I stayed on as manager because I value this institution so highly, and I also really enjoy being around these singing boys. Uh, so it's a it's a really marvelous experience to watch them grow. something you would say to a young man listening right now that enjoys singing and would potentially like to audition someday uh, I'd say yeah for sure audition it's a great experience and even if you you come to one or two practices and you don't feel it's for you it's it's not gonna harm you so you might as well come and join and if you don't feel it's for you you don't have to join but it's there's a very high possibility that you feel it would be for you so it's a great opportunity and you should really try and experience it as much as you can uh, and I would say again to to come in audition and join and that there's a very high standard of singing in the choir that is upheld and uh, along with your voice development and and as much as being a part of the choir as being confident with your own voice and singing out so it's uh really helps in that way in terms of maturity and and growing into it anything to add yeah, I just wanted to add, as as Nicholas was talking, I, I realized something that I that I wish I'd said, which was that seeing the confidence grow in these boys, and we've, we've heard it directly from them, and we can see it in them, to go from being kind of shy and kind of um, um, huddled a little bit to, to just being full of confidence in their ability to step out and make a beautiful sound, and the working together... Um, that is inherent in choral music is is a wonderful experience for for growing and becoming a citizen. So where can our listeners find out more information about the choir and about your upcoming shows? Our website, which is winnipegboyschoir.ca, has um, all the information that you could want and also connections to um, our our main email address, which will reach me. And I'm always glad to answer any questions. Well, thank you for talking to me today. I really appreciate your time. 
Thank you very much. Thank for you very much. Thanks, Nolan, and thank you again to the Winnipeg Boys Choir for speaking with us. Coming up next, we'll learn about the Bear Essentials Fashion Show and Dinner in support of the Children's Hospital Foundation of Canada. It's a pretty cool event, and our very own Sonny Primolo will join us after the break to tell us all about it. Before we get to that, though, here is Kenny Ball with Teddy Bear's Picnic, right here on River City 360.
Thank you for listening to River City 360. My name is Sunny Pomolo, and I'm here today with Sharon Evans, who is the chair for the Bear Essentials Fashion Show and Dinner. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sunny. Before we talk about the uh, fashion show and dinner, uh, what is the Children's Hospital Guild of Manitoba? The Children's Hospital Guild of Manitoba is a group of 151 women from around Winnipeg who gather throughout the year for many events, all in support of the Children's Hospital Foundation. They run the book sale. They run uh, sewing for kids. Uh, the fashion show is just one of the great events that they that they do. All funds for everything that they do go straight to the Children's Hospital. Let's talk a little bit about the Bear Essentials Fashion Show and Dinner. How did you get involved? I got involved because my husband and I do a lot of charity work, and the Children's Hospital is just one of the many foundations that we like to uh, work for. And some of the ladies on the Guild had asked me if I would join. I joined the Guild, and one year later, they asked if I would chair the fashion show. And I said, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so this is my second year chairing, and it's uh, a great event. Awesome. So how long has the fashion show been around? This is our 19th year. Wow. Um, Every year they run it. It uh, runs at the Fort Garry uh, Ballroom. It's uh, an event that raises tens of thousands of dollars for for the Children's Hospital. Awesome. A lot of money going towards sick children in Manitoba. A lot of money, and it Mm -hmm. goes to run programs. It goes to run treatments. It goes to run equipment. Um, The hospitals can't afford to buy everything that's needed, and events like this help our hospitals. Our community needs to chip in to have those essential things. Let's uh, talk about that event then. So the Bear Essentials Fashion Show and Dinner, uh, what exactly goes on there and what's the specifics behind it? Well, this year our theme is love and it centers around the 70s. It's going to be a super fun night, lots of great music. Um, It's a dinner put on by the Fort Gary. Then we have our, our show. It's done by Panache. Ivy is the stylist, the hairstylist and makeup. Our models are all professionally, besides Abigail, who is the champion child of the Children's Hospital. We always have the champion child appear, and uh, the crowd just loves it. We have so many great prizes. Can I say some? Absolutely. Okay. We have WestJet tickets for anywhere WestJet flies. Patrick Beal is a local gemologist. He donates a piece every year um, for us to auction off. We have, oh my gosh, so many things I can't even think of them. We have literally hundreds of prizes, and it's uh, Hilberg and Burke is joining us this year to give jewelry surprise giveaways. Um, There is a Jag Jean giveaway. We have, we try to get all, a lot of the local retailers involved. Domino's Canada is joining us this year as our presenting sponsor, um, Michael Schlater and his family have roots in Winnipeg from Domino's Canada, and he believes in community. Speaking of community, a lot of the uh, clothing that will be worn in the fashion show is from local designers or local stores? Local stores. So we always say that, you know, these are the local stores that are supporting the same charities that you're supporting. Mm. Um, We have Flaunt. We have Spa Lifestyles. We have Aldo Formal Fashions. We have Mad About Style. We have Denali, uh, Chestnut Lane, my store, Lake Life, uh, the Bay. It's it's a a 
great gathering of people who have the, are in the same mindset as the guild and as the people who we hope to you know, sell tickets to to come out and help support this cause. It's a great uh, group of people there helping a good cause. Uh, so how can people get involved with the fashion show? I know like there are still some tickets available. So uh, where can they get them? And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So we have one week left to sell some more tickets. We've uh, sold over 200 already. We need to sell a few more. And you can get your tickets at ventbrite.ca and you look up Bear Essentials Fashion Show, or there's links through the Children's Hospital website. Um, tickets are $125. That is the bargain price of an evening out with your girlfriends. Gather a table, and I promise you that you will have some fun. You will be inspired. You might even get up and dance a little bit. Excellent. So again, for those that are uh, wanting to come, it is at the Fort Gary. Fort Gary. Uh, and exactly when is it happening? It's happening. The doors open at 6 p.m. on October the 17th, and we probably will tie things up by 9, 9.30. So like fun night out, dinner, dinner, a show, some prizes, some music, a great night out. Sounds really fantastic. Again, thank you, Sharon, for coming down to speak with us today on River City 360. Uh, is there anything that you would like to add before we let you go today? I always say everybody loves a child. So if you love a child and if you know that uh, the Children's Hospital is in, uh, on your list of places where you would like to help out, then, then look us up and come to this show. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sunny. Thanks, Sunny. Coming up next, Special Projects Associate Jennifer Partridge of the Winnipeg Foundation is going to be joining us in studio to talk about Fast Pitch. This will be the fourth year of the Winnipeg Foundation's event to showcase nonprofits here in our lovely city. So we're going to learn all about uh, this upcoming year and just kind of reminisce about previous years as well. But before we get to that, here's Bing Crosby with I Can't Begin to Tell You right here on River City 360. I can't begin to tell you How much you mean to me My world would end if ever we were through I can't begin to tell you How happy I would be if I could speak my mind like others do I make such pretty speeches whenever we're apart but when you're near the words I choose refuse to leave my heart Oh, take the sweetest phrases the world has ever known And make believe I've said them all to you
such pretty speeches Whenever we're apart But when you're near the words I choose Refuse to leave my heart So take the sweetest phrases The world has ever known And make believe I've said them all to you. Thank you for listening to River City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell, and I'm now joined in studio by a very special guest. We've got Jennifer Partridge, the Strategic Projects Associate at the Winnipeg Foundation. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Thank you for coming back on the show. You've been a guest many times before, so you're a seasoned veteran now. Well, thank you. This is our fourth year. The fourth year of Fast Pitch is what we're going to be talking about today. So I guess before we kind of get into it, did you ever think that you'd be going at this for four years when you first probably started planning it maybe five, four or five years ago? Not in my wildest dreams, Nolan. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. So what makes Fast Pitch special? What would you say? You know, I think it's um, about the connecting. It's about people coming together almost as a family. They, they start the, the process scared to death. It's a public speaking activity. Mm-hmm. You know, think Toastmasters. Right. But uh, in front of 300 people, and you know, we go through the process over eight weeks. And by the time they, they come out of it, they're confident, they're excited. They're still terrified, but... They've come out the other end, and so I think it's this shared experience. Yeah, did you, that seems like something that maybe you wouldn't have thought would become a thing with Fast Pitch, right? It's because it's a competition between nonprofits and between different charities to just tell their story in a three-minute pitch, and then they get potentially up to $10,000 in, in grants from the Winnipeg Foundation. So why do you think that sense of community gets built in, in, a, in what's basically a competition? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, again, I think public speaking generally for most people is terrifying. And lots of us don't have opportunities to tell our story in a very public way. But they're, the stories are so compelling and um, and are really need to be shared. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what drives the executive directors of these organizations. They're They're just really wanting to share their story and, and tell people about the amazing things that they do. But again, it's terrifying. And, and so I think when they come out the other end of it and they've made all kinds of new friends and they may or may not have won the money, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's about connecting with people in the business community and other people in the charitable sector. So I think at the end of the day, they're they're really happy to be part of a bigger network. Yeah, it kind of creates a brotherhood or sisterhood because when when you go through such a high pressure, high intensity, stressful experience at getting up on stage in front of a couple hundred people and telling your intimate sometimes stories, it can be a pretty yes. pretty intense experience. Yeah, and and you just hit on something there that I think is really important. Many of the executive directors of charitable sector or charitable organizations are there because they have a personal story. Like they might have been the founding member, they might have started the organization because they have a very personal story mm-hmm. in whatever space that is. Right. 
They may have had firsthand experience with uh, family violence right. or children in care uh-huh. or, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. the the organization. There's a personal reason that drove that organization to exist. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's that's really the most compelling piece is sure. the why, why this matters. Yeah, when we've been lucky enough to attend most, of, I guess all three, this is the fourth one? This is the fourth. Yeah, so we've been lucky enough to attend all three of the fast pitches so far here in Winnipeg. And exactly what you said, those stories and the why, and they really, I mean, there's tears. There's, I'm welling up. I'm not a, I'm not a crier, but I, there's tears welling up in my eyes when some of, yeah. some of these, exec, like you said, executive directors or just people involved with organizations are telling these stories because it's as real as it gets sometimes. And it's kind of crazy to, to think about that. Absolutely. And, and to think that they're, you know, they're solving our, our city's needs, you yeah. know, on the ground. Doing the in, good work. Doing the good yeah. work in real time. And, sure. and so this really gives them an opportunity to do that. Give me a, uh, just a, a couple off the top of your head of organizations who have participated in the past. It doesn't have to be the winners or anything, but just who, who has really resonated with you as far as their story was concerned? Um, well, one of the ones that uh, that I, I found uh, really impactful was um, uh, the executive director from the North End Women's Center. You know, she shared a, a very personal story uh, about losing a loved one, mm-hmm. and but how she turned that that story of grief and uh, despair into uh, activating a. a a crisis counseling yeah. unit for her her organization and and so you know when when you've got a first hand experience like that i think the women that go through the program that she created in that family resource center really uh are are getting a an amazing program yeah, for sure i think that was one of the people's mm-hmm. choice uh, winners a, of last year yeah. actually she had a wonderful pitch so yeah there's a whole bunch of and that's the thing every <laughs> single pitch in the finals or the semifinals is such an inspirational thing you can't help but go away feeling like there is good work being done here in winnipeg and i want to get involved somehow like I, I walked away feeling inspired yeah and i think i think the other thing that really uh, hits home is that when we we've got the the 10 leaders um up on stage telling their story for those of us in the audience nine times out of ten you're gonna go whoa i had no idea that there was that need right. for whatever charity it was yeah. didn't know that that was an issue that so many right. people were being impacted and that there was a, some credible organization that was working hard to solve the problem. Right. Yeah. Like the winner, Candace House, the winner. Yes. I didn't even think of that as being a problem. Basically what they do is house people during long, arduous um, times when they're dealing with in court. So the families who are in court have a place to go to just rest, relax, take it easy, and, and sort of downplay the stress that a court experience typically might entail. Yeah, and that they've been, that they've been, uh, that they're victims right. of yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to yeah. relive that. So Fast Pitch 2019, the fourth, fourth annual Winnipeg Fast Pitch, um, it's open now. You Are you still accepting people as applicants? So how does totally. that work? Who do you yep. want to participate in this year's fast pitch okay so there's so two things are happening we're looking for charitable sector leaders who want to be part of this incredible family for the eight weeks it runs from january to february uh culminates in the showcase uh february 28th cool. but we're so we're looking for charitable sector organ uh executive directors their ceo or board chair okay so if you're out there 
please sign up. Yeah. Check out our website. The other thing that we're looking for are coaches. And so the coaches are generally people in the business community that may have marketing communications background. They may have a legal background, accounting. And we're really looking for those skill sets for two reasons. One is that they may, through their a professional program may have had experience in coaching and mentorship mm-hmm. opportunities, so they have an idea what that's like. But secondly, they may be looking for opportunities to connect uh, with a charitable organization to be uh, a board member. They may have skill sets that they could offer in a pro bono kind of way. Cool. They just don't know who to connect with. Right. And this is an amazing opportunity to bridge uh, those organizations up with those skill sets. Very cool. So if you're part of an organization that's a charitable nonprofit and want to get involved with Fast Pitch, or if you want to coach and that would be another uh, fulfilling experience, get in touch with the Winnipeg Foundation, ask for Jen, and, and uh, she'll guide you through the process because it's a really cool experience. And everyone that I've talked to that's gone through it, we've had multiple people on the show, they just say they can't say enough great things about it. So Fast Pitch is, seems like a win-win for everyone involved. Totally. Thank you, Nolan. Well, thank you for having us. For Thank you for being on the show, Jennifer. Jennifer Partridge is the Strategic Projects Associate at the Winnipeg Foundation. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, Nolan, and thanks again to Jennifer Partridge of the Winnipeg Foundation and great friend of the show here at River City 360 for speaking with us today. Up next is my conversation with Mercy Oluwafemi. She was an MC and a panelist at today's Youth in Philanthropy Fall Conference that just wrapped up just before noon today, and I had the chance to speak with her earlier this week about the conference and about her own experiences as an alumni of the Youth in Philanthropy program. We're going to get to that interview in a moment, but first here's James Cast with Happy Music right here on River City 360.
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined by Mercy Oluwafemi. She is a friend of the show, and she is emceeing the Youth in Philanthropy Fall Conference that's taking place today, although by the time you hear this interview, it'll have just wrapped up. But seeing as how we're going to have coverage of it on next week's show, we thought we'd take the opportunity to set the stage a little bit and learn a little bit more about the conference itself and the programs that the conference supports. So, Mercy, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Robert. So as the MC of the Youth in Philanthropy Fall Conference, you'll be introducing the event, and you also have experience as a previous YIP alumni Mm -hmm. as well. So tell us a little bit about the fall conference, what people can expect from that and, and about this year's theme. Yeah, so um, the theme this year is on sustainability. So youth and philanthropy uh, students last year basically decided that that was of utmost importance and sustainability was a topic they wanted to learn more about. Uh, they wanted to go on site visits and focus more on for this youth and philanthropy here. So the conference will sort of focus on that and that the youth and philanthropy conference is basically just a background. It's an event that sort of captivates the students, all the students together. So it's, I think, I believe it's the one out of two events in the year four year where every student that is participating in youth and philanthropy in each of their school from the north to the south to the east and west end of the city will all come together to one location. So it's a way for them to, you know, it drives the power for them to be excited about the topic, be excited about the year, be able to see, you know, what other students are doing, um, what other youth and philanthropy committees are going to be doing over the next few uh, months, over the next few months in the school year. And also just to hear a little bit more about, again, the team about sustainability and how that can drive their own pursuits in terms of side visits, um, you know, volunteering, if they want to make grants and things like that. So in a way, it's it's a way to learn and a way to network with other schools and, and sort of share ideas because <laughs> different YIP committees do different things to support their particular cause. Yes, right? absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it is. Okay. You mentioned that sustainability was the topic that was uh, that was chosen by the YIP participants this year for yeah. the theme. Why do you think that mm-hmm. that's so important for young people in Winnipeg? I think sustainability is um, it's one of those concept that is up and coming these days and uh, unfortunately there still isn't a lot of uh, you know in terms of community knowledge uh, or I know specifically in schools it's not exactly a topic that is being pushed as a focus right now and it's it's very unfortunate because sustainability is definitely something we need to start looking at so in terms of climate change you know in terms of our water you know we were talking about the Winnipeg Lake a few uh, months ago that's a, that's a big topic so um, just things like that. And I'm glad because youths recognize that. They recognize that they will be the one that will be faced with those problems in the next few years. And, uh, you know, they want to start learning about it now, start learning about ways to make changes, however small as from now. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned earlier, you're also an alumni of the Youth and Philanthropy Program. Yes. So you know you know all about it. You've mm-hmm. been through the program before. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your experience with Youth and Philanthropy and how did you get involved and what did you gain from the experience? Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite stories to tell. I, I was born in Nigeria and uh, I moved uh, to Canada about 10 years ago. And uh, when I moved to Canada as a new immigrant, I was new in high school, you know, had no friends and uh, just did not know 
know much about the culture at, at that time. And I, I remember walking down the hallway uh, in my high school. You know, I just randomly picked into this classroom and I saw a group of students sitting together. And, you know, I figured, why not? So I went inside and I always said that I came out of there a changed person because I, I got to learn about YIP. It was a youth and philanthropy, uh, just a launch meeting that was going on that day. So I went in. Everyone was so friendly. It was it was just a different vibe than what I was experiencing as a new immigrant in the school system at that time. So that's that's how I got hooked, I guess. I started by just going to the meetings. I didn't talk to anyone because, again, still the shy new uh, kid in town. But I just kept on going to the meetings. I, I loved hearing about the community, about Winnipeg, about, you know, what the school itself is doing to make changes. And I remember that I got so involved that the next year I then um, became one of the co-chairs and that happened over the next three years. So for me, the youth and philanthropy holds such a special space in my heart because of that emotional connection. As a new person in Canada at that time, it helped me to learn a lot more about Winnipeg, about the community, about causes, about things that individuals or students myself then could do to make the city a better place and most importantly also it builds my leadership career and leadership development started from that. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. after YIP, you were also part of the Foundation's Summer Internship Program. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about your internship and about that program. Mm-hmm. So the Summer Internship Program, or SIP for short, is basically a program that is open to grade 10, 11, and 12, mostly 11 and 12 youth and philanthropy students. So it's um, it's usually about a 16-week over summer, so July and August, where they have the chance to volunteer at a community organization. So we have community organizations who apply to the Winnipeg Foundation to sponsor an intern and also their youth and philanthropy um, students who also apply as well. So the Winnipeg Foundation sort of just bridges the gap and attach both mentors and mentees and students and organizations together. So I was lucky to be a part of that program a few years ago and um, I interned at the Hatsu and Stroke Foundation. So uh, that was that was a very excellent choice for me at that point because I was finishing up high school the next year and looking into going to medicine. So the Winnipeg Foundation took that into account, my interest and what I wanted to do as a career development, and they sort of matched me up with the Heart and Stroke Foundation. So I interned there for 16 weeks. I came out and uh, I learned a lot about medicine that I probably should not know at that point. A lot about the community as well, a lot about you know what the organization itself is doing. And uh, more importantly also for me was the relationship and the networking that was developed. I still, up to today, I still talk to my mentor. Um, we're still friends. I still keep in touch with some of the foundation staff. So it was it was more of the relationship built. And ultimately, actually, it led me to deciding that medicine was actually not the right way for me. So, you know, it definitely shaped my career movements and, again, built a lot of networks and relationships that otherwise I wouldn't have been exposed to. This might be hard to narrow down, but is there a particular memory of your time in the Young Winnipeg Connect programs that that stands out as a favorite for you? I would say two. One of them is obviously my very first time entering that classroom and joining YIP. And then the second time was me and a few students in my committee back then. We organized an event in our school that was entirely funded through the Winnipeg Foundation. It was basically an art show that we, you know, just reached out to a lot of local 
artist and we got hearts together and we sort of had just had a heart show in my school and um, I remember that it was so huge we had about 200 or 300 people in attendance and uh, the school it was just it was very great because it's an event that no one would have done and talk less of a student and uh, that was definitely that came because of our experience you know the leadership that we had in YIP the leadership we had developed and the contacts we also made through our side visits so I would definitely say that was a very huge event so that definitely stand out as well in my mind as many of our listeners might know from you know ads they've seen in the newspaper or maybe billboards that are now all over the city the foundation is encouraging winnipeggers to find their because and uh, i understand you'll also be part of the campaign as well so i want to ask you about that what's your because and and why does that resonate with you i donate to the health and wellness fund so you know that that my because basically is like i mentioned i have an interest in medicine even though that's not a career path anymore and i also have an interest in just health and the wellness of community my because is basically to make the community whole, to make the community healthy and as whole as it can be. And I believe that, you know, we can't have a healthy community if the health is not addressed. That's that's why I choose to donate to that fund. So that is my because. The foundation holds a special space in my heart. And I can only say good, good and good things about it. And just encourage people to get involved as much as possible. You know, if that's true donation, that's true volunteering your time, you know, just going on the website and researching from the youth programs to the community programs is something definitely that I think would benefit someone. If any of our listeners are interested in learning more, or if you happen to know a young person who would be interested in, in making a difference and learning more about the charities that are doing great work in our community, they can learn more information by going to the Young Winnipeg Connect page on the Winnipeg Foundation website. Mm-hmm. Mercy Oluwafemi is a YIP and SIP alumni, and she's emceeing the Youth and Philanthropy Fall Conference that will have just happened by the time our listeners hear this. Mercy, thank you again so much for joining me today and taking the time to speak with me about your experiences with the program. Thank and you about for the having conference. me. Thanks, Robert, and thanks again to Mercy for talking to us on the show. We've got some more... Uh, it looks like we've got time for some more music right here on our C360. So uh, here's 101 Strings with Come Fly With Me right here on our C360.
Welcome back to River City 360. That was 101 Strings with Come Fly With Me. And we've got time for one last song before we say goodbye today. So here is Rosemary Clooney with Love Letters right here on River City 360. Love letters straight from your heart Keep us so near while apart I'm not alone in the night When I can all the love you write I memorize every line I kiss the name that you sign And darling Love letters straight from your heart I memorize every line I kiss the name that you saw And darling, then I read again Right from the start Love letters straight from That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and a huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us as well. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, you can visit our website at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And we always love to hear your feedback about the show. If there's anything that you'd like to comment on from today's show, if you'd like to request a song even, or if there's a topic that you think we should cover on a future episode of River City 360, something we should profile, give us a call on our listener line. It's open 24-7, so no matter when you're listening, you can leave us a message. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. Again, that is 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can also tweet us or message us on Facebook by searching at River City 360 on Twitter and River City 360 
360 Facebook page as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great day and a great weekend. Mm-hmm.